Hi homeschoolers! This is Aurora from Supercharged Science and today we're going to talk about how do you handle it when your kids whine and complain about doing their homeschool work. Do you ever feel like you've got way too many things to do and not enough time to do it in? <laughs> Me too. And do you ever feel like you were telling your kids to go play outside or you find yourself saying go read a book or do this activity just so you can get stuff done? Oh, sure, we all do, right? Me included. And you know, there's nothing wrong with kicking a ball or playing outside, climbing trees, even curling up and reading a good book. In fact, most kids don't do enough of these things. But the key word here is balance. And when I first heard this idea about balance, I thought, okay, so balance is the goal. This is what we're after. And in reality, when in my life is everything ever balanced? Well, if you're like me, um, the answer would be never. <laughs> because as soon as I focus on one thing, something else starts to fall, right? So I spend more time with my kids and suddenly my, I'm behind in my work. I focus on my work and now the house is a mess. I go around, clean up the house and now my finances need help, right? Bills are due, okay. Does that sound familiar? All right, so when it comes to homeschooling, it's really important not to get just get stuck in a rut. I mean, it's easy to do like the math sheet of the day, read a passage, fill in the blanks, and just call it a day right maybe you read a book you draw a map you do something artsy you do a music lesson and you feel really productive and at the end of the day you're like yes I accomplished something yes right and it's wonderful that's fantastic but then this happens does ever happen to you my kids will come and they will beg for a day off just to quote do their own thing now once in a while I'll say sure no problem you know everybody's got their off days go ahead enjoy a day off that's fine but it's when this slides into more of a routine, more of a habit than the exception that it initially started as, that's when I've noticed that problems crop up. And so I actually was more scientific about this. I did a survey and I first asked parents, how do you handle these requests? Most of them said, well, my kids ask for a day off, I just give it to them. I just let them have it, mostly out just to keep the peace and keep their kids happy. I let them have that day off. What was interesting is quite a few parents also reported they have shrunk their number of schooling hours down to under two hours a day, four to five days a week. Now, that's not a lot of time, especially when you think about all you need to get done on a daily basis in order to reach your educational goals by the end of the year. Now, it's true that as homeschoolers, you know, we're, we use our time much more effectively than a regular classroom teacher trying to manage 30 kids with discipline issues and all these things and we trying to help the kids that are slower and trying to rein in the kids that are going too fast, and right? Because we can work one-on-one -on -one individually, meet our kids where they're at. We can get a lot of stuff done in way less time. Okay, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is eliminating certain areas in your child's educational program that can really be a big problem later on. And one of these areas is science. So most people I found do science for less than two hours a week. And the, tr uh, the top reason for not doing more is they feel, oh, we just don't have time for it. There are other things that we need to do, we need to handle, we need to take care of. Either they're putting out fires around, you know, things are just not running well or smoothly. You know, if they got laundry and housework and businesses to run and they've got more than one kid. So there's a lot going on. So science will often take a back seat. The second reason that they um, that they've dropped science down and even if they're doing it at all or they've eliminated it completely is because parents don't feel that they know enough in order to teach science well so they just skip it. So when I went for I went back and I asked 
the parents about their educational goals for their homeschooling child. Only two out of 100 acknowledged that they had goals, but only one of them actually had them written down. So then I thought, okay, maybe I need to make a bigger survey. So I did, I made an even bigger survey, I had over 3,000 parents answer, and this is what I found by sifting through the results. You know, they, some of them were multiple choice, some of them were write-in, and this is what I found. Parents often don't feel that they have the skills to teach science. They also feel like they don't have the time to teach science. Now, what, what else is coming out of this, which I saw when I took a second gla glance and kind of looked between the lines, is that kids are taught that complaining and whining works. If they come and they want, I don't want to do my science lessons today, or what am I going to learn this for? And the parent's like, ah, forget it. I don't know a reason. Just, you know, go play outside. So kids are taught that that works. And they're also learning that they don't have to complete the work because there's no accountability. There's no educational goals they have to hit at the end of the week, the month, the year. And because they don't have that, they are less likely to complete their work because they don't have a compelling reason to, and there's nobody to hold them accountable for when they don't. So when you break this down, it really makes sense why that study that came out in Forbes magazine not too long ago, why they had reported 60% of engineering freshmen drop out or change majors during the first year. So these are students that are going into engineering majors, 60% of them will either drop out or change majors. Those 40% actually don't make it through their first year. Most of them turn around and they head back home, which means they're coming back to you. <laughs> now this is where it gets interesting. A college researcher from college admissions, he's also the author of Kaplan Test Prep, which is this huge company that does university test preparation um, publications. He's also an advisor to the U.S. Congress for College Admissions. He did a massive survey, and he found the primary he found the primary reason that students drop out or change majors during that first year that I mentioned is actually for really specific reasons. It's uh, the first reason is the primary reason that that happens is because the first year students are not prepared for the rigorous engineering or science program. He found high level schools like MIT, Caltech, they had the lowest uh, uh, dropout rates for freshmen because applicants were already prepared for this type of rigorous engineering program. So engineering courses, they require approximately four hours of outside study for every one hour in the classroom. So why else do these students drop out? Because number one, they lacked academic success. They couldn't do the work because they hadn't been prepared to do that level of work. The second reason is students no longer believed they could be successful in this program. And the third one is they simply felt ah, it wasn't worth the amount of work that, that they were putting in. It just wasn't worth it. Does this sound familiar to what you're hearing in your living room now today? So students don't want to do their work and like, ah, do I really need to put effort into it? Do I, can I, can I even, if I'm doing this math worksheet, am I going to be successful at it? Oh, I don't know. You know, maybe they, they just haven't been involved in a rigorous study course. So the question is, how do you want to handle it? Okay, so this is where your educational goals come in. So right now, I want you to grab a piece of paper and a pencil, and I know if you're driving, just do this mentally, um, and if not, you can just pull over, stop whatever you're doing, grab a pencil right now, come on. Go ahead and grab a pencil and a sheet of paper and write down answers to these three questions. Are you ready? Okay, number one, what outcome are you totally committed to for your child when it comes to their education? You know, you're putting so much energy and effort, time, money, energy, resources, into educating your child. What is it, the result that you're looking for? 
What are you hoping all this energy, all this effort is going to give you? At the end of the year, you're gonna to wanna to look back and say, oh yeah, this is what I was after. And your answer isn't, whatever your answer is, that's the right answer for you. So we're not looking for what does the colleges want? What does your mother-in-law want? <laughs> None of that. What do you think you should want? <laughs> this is what, what are you truly committed to? And the answers can range anything from, I want my kids to get straight A's, to I want my kids just to love learning for lifetime, or I want them just to be curious about the real world, or maybe I want them to learn, learn how to learn and be good at that. Or I want them just to appreciate what it's like to have an education. So whatever those goals are, those educational goals are for you, that's what you write down. Go ahead and write those down right now. Go ahead. I'll give you a few more seconds. Okay, and then you can come back to this as well. So the question again was, what outcome are you totally committed to for your kids when it comes to their education? What is the ultimate result that you're after? You know, after you put in all this work, like what do you really want? Okay, question number two. When your kids come to you and they're whining and they're complaining and they're having an off day, okay, so when you say yes and you give in, what, and when they say, I don't wanna do my work today, what are you saying no to? Every time I say yes to something, I'm also saying no to something else. If I say yes to a project, I might be saying no to spending you know, more time with my kids. If I say yes to doing something education-wise for my kids, well, it may mean saying no to those music lessons we were talking about, at least for this season. So when you say yes to the whining, the complaining, what are you, what are you saying no to? Okay, and so, and also when you say yes, what are you modeling for them? What are they really trying to ask? What are they really trying to say? And what are you modeling for them? Like, yeah, whining works, or <laughs> whining doesn't work, or instead you could make a bigger frame around it. For example, when my kids start to whine and complain, I'll step back and say, you know, have they really been going at this really hard? And they really are telling me they do need a break. So I, sh I need to be able to differentiate that and tell the difference. Um, but if, no, it's like day three or four and they've had the last few days off and they just are kind of lazy and not wanting to do their work, and that's when I'll step in and say, um, well, you're welcome to join us for this activity we're doing tonight as soon as A, B, and C are taken care of. So I've told them what I will do, not necessarily what to do, but I've given them an option so they can continue to not do their work. And the consequence of that is, you know, they don't get to participate in whatever we're doing as a family or they just, or something like that. So you can, you can frame it that way too, to take the power struggle out. So when you say yes to something, would you also say no to? Okay, and the last one is pretty easy. What is one small thing you can do today to take you one step closer to what we were talking about with the first question about the outcome you are totally committed to? Maybe it's sitting down with your spouse and saying, hey, you know, we don't have any educational goals actually written down. Can we just, can we just write a few of them and just stick them on the fridge? You know, just, just so I, I have them and they can, I can look at them in the morning. Or maybe it's something like, hey, I just wanna talk to my kids about what they're really interested in. Or maybe it's, hey, let's find a great science resource because I know we've been skipping it and there might be something really easy that we can implement into our day. So it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can just be something small. One small thing that you can do today. It could just be going outside with your kids when you throw them outside and say, go outside, go play outside. But now you're taking a magnifying glass with you and you're trying to find 10 different things that you can draw pictures of or something simple like that. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our podcast and supporting your child's education. Now, if you enjoyed today's session, please share it with a friend. I appreciate your taking the time to seek out resources like ours to provide your kids with the best science education that you can. And so thank you again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe so we can spend more time together. I hope this has brought you fresh ideas, new inspiration, and the things you need to, to keep your child's education moving forward. Now, feel free to reach out and connect with me anytime. My email is aurora at superchargedscience.com. You can also find online science classes, complete science curriculum and lessons in physics, chemistry, biology, astronomy, engineering, math, science, and so much more at my website, which is www.superchargedscience.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next session.